On June 30, 1986, street-based sex workers Tanya Moore and Tina Rodriguez were picked up by assumed clients in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, near 13th Street. Witnesses say the clients were two white men between the ages of 25 and 35, one with dark hair and a mustache, the other blonde and clean-shaven. They drove a light-colored, medium-sized van. The women were dear friends who worked together often. It's not uncommon for women to work in teams for safety, and this is even more common for women working at the street level. But teamwork didn't offer adequate protection for Tanya and Tina this time. Late that evening, police and the Fairless Hills Fire Company responded to calls of a brush fire. When they arrived, they found the burning, mutilated bodies of the two women in trash bags. Tanya had been shot in the face and sexually mutilated. Tina had been strangled. Both had their legs cut off. The pair were identified by fingerprint records. There was only ever one suspect in the case, who, as far as anyone can tell, was never charged. Tanya Moore was 31 years old, from Germantown, Pennsylvania. Described as boy crazy, but clean-cut and church-going in her regular life. Tina, who was born in Puerto Rico, but grew up in Camden, New Jersey, was 27. Both women had dozens of prostitution arrests and were estranged from their families. It was a very different political landscape for LGBTQ plus people in the 1980s. Both women's families identified them as gay, and media coverage from the time identifies them far less kindly, both in regard to their gender presentation and profession. In reality, the women were transgender. It's an accepted fact now that trans women, and especially trans women of color, and especially trans sex workers of color, are at staggeringly high risk of being victimized by violent hate crime. In the late 20th century, though, this was a fact only really regarded by those in and adjacent to the sex trade, and not regarded, it's worth noting, with an excess of empathy. And while the cultural narrative has shifted remarkably, the statistics are still pretty damn discouraging. I'd like to take a few moments to read through some findings from one of the most thorough studies on this issue. It's a 2015 study summarized by the Red Umbrella Project titled Meaningful Work, Transgender Experiences in the Sex Trade. The National Transgender Discrimination Survey, quote, examined the experiences of over 6,400 transgender adults across the United States in 2008 to 2009. To date, it remains the largest reported survey of transgender people in the United States. The NTDS found that transgender people overall experienced high levels of discrimination in every area of life, as well as high levels of poverty, unemployment, homelessness, negative interactions with police, incarceration, and violent victimization. As a result, many transgender people participate in the sex trade in order to earn income or as an alternative to relying on homeless shelters and food banks. The criminalizing and stigmatizing of sex work in the United States can worsen the discrimination and marginalization that transgender people already face in society. Trans sex workers experience harassment and violence, often at the hands of police, and these experiences are heightened for transgender people of color, especially women. Key Findings Black and Black multiracial respondents had the highest rate of sex trade participation overall, 39.9%. 
followed by those who identified as Hispanic or Latinx, 33.2%. Those who identified as white only had the lowest rate of participation at 6.3%. Trans-feminine respondents were twice as likely to participate in the sex trade, compared to trans-masculine respondents, 13.1 versus 7.1%. Those who expressed their transgender identity while attending grades K through 12 reported substantial negative experiences in educational settings. Of sex trade participants experiencing problems in K through 12, 76.8 reported harassment. 23.2 reported sexual assault in school due to bias. Those who had ever been involved in the sex trade experienced substantially higher rates of homelessness. 48.1% reported experiencing homelessness at some point in their lives, compared to 14.2% of non-sex workers. When trying to access homeless shelters, transgender sex workers were denied fair treatment more often than other transgender people. 39.5% were denied access to a shelter versus 17.5% of non-sex workers. 35.3% were thrown out of a shelter versus 129 64.5% were harassed by staff versus 39.1% of non-sex workers. 7.3% were physically assaulted and 35.4% were sexually assaulted by staff. Transgender sex workers reported high levels of interaction with the police, 79.1%. They also indicated that they were somewhat uncomfortable or very uncomfortable seeking help from the police. Of those who have appeared in court, transgender people engaged in the sex trade were also more likely to report biased treatment by judges and court staff, 39.6 versus 15.5% of non-sex workers. They also reported mistreatment, 64.1%, as well as physical and sexual assault at the hands of police. Rates of arrest and incarceration varied significantly by race and gender for transgender sex workers. People of color were more than twice as likely, 46.8%, than their white counterparts, 18.3%, to report, quote, being arrested for being trans. Similarly, 58.8% of people of color and 35.2% of respondents reported being sent to jail or prison for any reason. Once incarcerated, transgender sex workers experienced discrimination and violence at the hands of other inmates, as well as prison officers and staff. 52.6% were harassed by corrections staff. 24.9% denied access to hormones and medical care. 26.9% of incarcerated sex workers were subject to physical assault by other inmates and officers and staff. 10.7% reported that they were sexually assaulted by a prison officer. Respondents who had done sex work reported higher rates of daily tobacco use, 32.5% versus 17.4% of non-sex workers, and were more likely to say they used drugs or alcohol to cope with discrimination, 18.2% versus 6.7% of non-sex workers. 60.4% of survey respondents in the sex trade reported that they had attempted suicide, significantly higher than the attempted suicide rate of non-sex workers survey respondents overall, at 38.2%. 2020 has seen over 40 trans women of color murdered in a high-profile enough way to make it onto the registers. Given the underreporting of this kind of violence, the number is likely quite a bit higher. Today, as in every day, we keep our trans brothers and sisters in our thoughts. 
And today, we remember Tanya Moore and Tina Rodriguez.